One of the things that friends often ask me about is how I manage to be such a committed friend and how I manage to have such connected relationships in my life. And one of the things that I think I've been really ruthless, for lack of a better term, about is my yeses and my noes. And I wanted to record this quick solo cast for you to invite you to be more assertive in what's a yes for you and what's a no for you, to kick you off of the fence of that medium area where you're kind of doing something, but you're kind of not, because in that area, you're never going to get the results you want. So the first thought I have is that when you have something in your life, there's a certain amount of energy that you are giving it, right? And I think as it's the case for you to find the right person to marry, as it's the case for you to find the right job to have, I far too often find in society we talk about finding the right thing. But what I really think it's about is not finding Mr. Right or finding the right job. It's about making space and saying no to all the wrong things. Because how often is it the case that Sally is staring at her phone, stressed out in the wrong relationship for her, if there's such a thing, walking down the street and Joe, her dream guy, walks by. She doesn't even see him because she's tied up with this relationship that doesn't even make sense for her. So I think ultimately, it's not about finding the right person or finding the right job. It's about saying, this isn't the right thing for me and I'm not afraid to let it go. I'm courageous enough to say no so that I can create space for the universe to work its magic on me because I think that's how it works. And That's one of the things I found is that when I have something in my world that doesn't feel like a full body yes, it feels energetically expensive for me to keep it around me. And so one of the things that I am very clear on is if a new person comes into my life, a new relationship, um, and it doesn't feel like 100% yes, I'm very honest. And I think that's where the work is, is a lot of the times we're afraid to say yes or no to something because we don't know how to say it. So for example, how to say no. A lot of the times that could look like somebody wanting to be your friend and it doesn't resonate for you and it doesn't mean that they're not a good person. It just means that you don't have the space or you're busy or they don't resonate. If that's the case, uh, my invitation for you is to check in and figure out, well, why is it a no for you really? Because your body's usually saying that it's a no and figure out how can you tell that person a no. For example, Um, some really amazing women have come into my life lately, but I've been working on my book and I have about five girlfriends that mean the world to me. So when I'm not working on my book, I want to be with them or my family. So whenever new energy comes into my life, I message them back. You know, let's say we met at a party and I say, God, I'm so honored to hear from you. Um, thanks so much for wanting to hang out. I would have loved to do that. I'm in a super focused period where I'm writing this book and just trying to keep the relationships I have, um, you know, nurtured and, Um, I would love to circle back if things for me change. You know, you're amazing and, you know, I'll definitely keep this on my mind. Something like that. Um, Because ultimately, the discomfort you have in saying something like that is about you. It's about the story you're telling yourself about what it means about you. That you're not nice or that you are selfish or that you're self-absorbed. Whatever story you're telling yourself, there's the opportunity to forgive yourself. Because after you do that, you can free yourself up to actually hold your no. I think the second reason people often are afraid to say no is because they're afraid to be alone. And it doesn't have to be in a romantic partnership. It could just be in your career. Like if you say no to that 
somewhat okay, but maybe better than where you are job offer, will another offer come? There's like a level of scarcity or fear that we're going to be alone or a lack of trust that something better is coming. And when opportunities like that happen, I think these are the opportunities for you to really love yourself and learn how to be with yourself and learn how to be courageous. Because again, I think having the life you really want is not about saying yes and finding the right thing. It's about saying no and keeping space for the yes to come by. You can't notice your yeses unless you are clear in your no's. Unless you keep that space, there is no space for the yes to come in. And so I would say really questioning what beliefs you have for yourself about what you're making it mean about you when you say no to something. And then I think the third thing is a lot of times we're not even connected to what's a yes or a no for us because we've been buying into what we should be up to. And a lot of times we don't even question what we're up to. So I would invite you now to ask yourself, what is your life plan right now? What are you saying that you want to be up to and do? And then I would say, do you actually want to be doing all those things? So maybe you want to be a mom or maybe you want to find Mr. Right or Mrs. Mrs. Right or maybe you want a new job or maybe you want to start a business, but do you actually want to? Do you actually want to be a mom? Does that really actually sound fun? Do you actually want to start that business or does it just feel like something you could do? Do you actually want that dream job or does that just follow the path you've been on but you don't even really like that path? So I would say the third invitation I have for you is to really check in. You know, it's so funny, like I said before, um, on that solo cast about, you know, decision making. It's like a lot of the times we get tied up in things that aren't really a match for us and we miss these opportunities to really connect and really find the things that we love because, you know, it just ties us up. It, it's energetically expensive to be in things that aren't a full match. And a lot of people choose those because they're afraid and they're in scarcity, like I talked about, that maybe something better isn't going to come. And so they live their life in this scarcity. And through that scarcity, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because they hold on to everything so tightly that those things that they have, maybe it's that relationship and their, their partner feels them holding on so tightly to them that that partner wants to run away. It's almost like you create more scarcity by being in scarcity in that way. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, and that's why I would say lighten your grip on things and really take a look at where you are because ultimately the truth is the truth is the truth. It's here with you whether you want to tune into it or not. It's always there. So the only thing that's different with somebody who is in alignment and doing what they want to do and not is their fearlessness in honoring the truth that is right in front of them. So for you, your body already knows if something's a yes or no for you. So the question is, are you willing to tune into it? And sometimes the truth is painful, right? It's a fucking inconvenience. Sometimes the truth is like, I need to get a divorce and it's going to completely uproot your life and look like total destruction. But to me, the only thing worse is what happens when you don't listen to it. You choose a life where you kind of just keep floating by and every day you're aware of that little whisper in your head letting you know that you're not in full alignment. And that's why it's like the universe rewards people and people feel alignment. There's so much alignment right now as I'm writing my book, a lot of girlfriends have come into my world and said, hey, let me know when your book comes out. I want to make sure I promote it, support it, and make it happen and support you. And there's been like a generosity. And I'm like, wow, people have been really generous with me. But why are people like preemptively being generous with me about this book? And I realize it's because I'm in alignment and people feel that. And in order for me to have this book deal, in order for me to be writing this book, I had to say no to so many projects to, to write that book proposal and believe that publishers would buy my book. That's what alignment looks like. It's, it's radical belief in your yes. 
And it's radical courage to stand in your no. And to stand in your no means questioning the beliefs and the judgments you hold on yourself that keep you from stepping into that no. So uh, this is Ashley Stahl at Ashley Stahl. I would love to hear from you on the gram. Where are you maybe in denial or where are you not wanting to listen to that no? And where are you tying yourself up, tying your energy up in something that's not really that right thing for you? Where are you going to be courageous this week? Where are you going to have that courageous conversation? Where are you going to part ways with that person or that job? Where do you need to step up and create that space? You know, I think that as a society, we believe really interesting things about finding the right thing and how it's all about finding it and finding it and finding it. I don't think you need to find the right thing. Just have space for it because it's going to pass you by and you're not going to be paying attention if you're tethered up and tied up with the wrong thing for you. All right, this is Ash. Share this message with somebody who needs it, please. I know that I started this podcast just to be helpful and to connect because that's my core value is connection. And I feel so connected when you share this and other people really get value out of it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love your ideas. Hit me up on the gram at Ashley Stahl. Let me know if you have another idea that you want me to speak on on this podcast. I'm happy to do it. Sending you a lot of love. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.